Welcome to Two Cents FC. I'm your host, Emotli Okugo, back again with my guy, L. Each week, we'll be talking with individuals from around the soccer world, learning about their stories and getting their unfiltered thoughts and opinions. This week, we're joined by Celtic women's forward, Mariah Lee. We'll be talking all about her soccer journey, her advocacy, mentorship, work, and more. Um, we get started to truce and a cap. Mariah, how you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Nah, thanks, thanks for that, making the time. Coming on. So let's get it. Two truths and a cap. What oh. you got for us? Um. Oof. I just I don't like being on the spot. Um. So. Um. You want to go soccer related? Whatever right, is comfortable for you. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll just go soccer. I'll go soccer. Okay. Um. I have had seven surgeries for like injuries, various sport injuries. Um, I've played in Venezuela and um, I uh, um, scored six goals for Celtic. Oh, I did my research. I'm gonna let you go first. The movie. You did your research. Yeah. Uh, seven surgeries is a lot, but I'm gonna go like Venezuela. Like you played a game out there, or like nah? I'm going um, six goals as a cap. I think you scored more than six. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say Venezuela. Cap. Okay. You got it. I played in Costa Rica, but I didn't play in Venezuela. <laughs> oh, I should have just stuck with my gut. Oh, I but I mean, gut, giving me more goals, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I just figured it's like, you know, wow, okay. Fair enough. That's cool. So first question we ask uh, every person that comes on the show is, when did you fall in love with soccer? Yeah, um, like when I was young, real young. Um, honestly, I can't even remember when I didn't love soccer. So I started playing when I was like three and then I would do like a bunch of different sports. And then I think by age 10, I was playing full year. So probably around then is when I was like, yeah, cause I, you know, committed so much time to it. So was this something where your parents were like into soccer before, or they just got you into the sport just cause it was something to do? How did that come about? Yeah, my parents are both athletes, so they put us in every sport. So mm-hmm. soccer was just one. They didn't play soccer, but um, it just stuck for me. Um, mm-hmm. So they they would be happy with whatever. But, um, you know, I was good at soccer. I loved it. So I yeah. kept, you know, kept playing soccer. So what was that dynamic like? Because we've had previous guests on the show, like their parents played uh, sports as well at a high level, um, but they never played soccer. So were they like, learning as you grew into your sport or was it like, you know, she loves it. We're just going to let her rock out. Yeah. Um, both my dad was like football mainly, but when Mm -hmm. he was like eight or nine, he played soccer and like he was scouted and could have been really good, but his parents were like, no. And my mom, (laughs) girls didn't really play when my mom was young. So she did one year in high school, um, when her high school operative, but then she went to a different high school. They didn't have it. Um, so they kind of learned as I played and my mom Mm -hmm. actually started playing on like a woman's team. 
So really? she still plays. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for COVID, she would be yeah. on her like over 50 team. Um, so they learned too, but they were definitely like pretty hands off. Like you got it. They coached oh. me in basketball because they played basketball. And so there they would, you know, um, be more involved in like the coaching part, but all the, um, like initiative, like was always on me. Like they weren't those parents that like forced me to do it. They're like, if you are having fun, you don't yeah. have to do it. So. No, I like that. So yeah. quick question. Cause you play multiple sports growing up mm-hmm. and obviously this new day and age, it's like, you have to specialize early. What's your opinion on, you know, playing multiple sports versus specializing early and like kind of building your craft in that? particulars uh, yeah. i'm so pro do sports other sports mm-hmm. um like basketball made me a way better soccer player oh, um, explain that explain that well there's just so many different things i think the biggest is the mental side because mm-hmm. in basketball they were tough like the coaches yeah. were tough on you you make a mistake you're you're sucked out <laughs> yeah like, you're so t- <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you, they, they're just like get her get her yeah. And you know, oh, bad shot. Like, Come, are you sitting next to me? Right, soccer. Yeah. There's nothing. There's not really like that harsh consequence. And um, the coaches, like, if you didn't know the play, like, you know, there was like you're out. Like soccer, there was a lot more leeway for mistakes. And then um, my coaches just weren't ruthless. <laughs> so like, um, soccer, I learned mental toughness, and like I wasn't the best player. There are girls who, you know, it's like my spot. So like that's when I learned how to like be a dog and like you know you're talking shit my parents, my dad would like coach and we'd play one-on-one talk shit. So like, I kind of learned that side of the game from basketball. And then like the athleticism, um, I think they kind of break it down more in basketball, like how they approach coaching. Like we would do fast footwork and stuff like, but we didn't do that in soccer. Mm -hmm. Um, and like defense and like staying low and like all of that, they really honed in on basketball. And so for soccer, that made me better, um, like more agile player and like, you know, you learn post moves in basketball, yeah. then I play target forward, you know, like those transfer. So it, I think, um, it was really beneficial and I ran track and like, that's directly like, it's going to make me quicker for soccer. And so I think, um, when people specialize early, they don't get like the general athleticism yeah. that, um, you can get in other sports. No, I love it. I think you need to do like a dissertation on why, <laughs> no, why young players, because you, t- you touched on everything that I say. First and foremost, I feel like basketball and football, maybe because it's us in that sport, but that dog mentality, the that, dog that, mentality, that, that talking mess, like, yo, that, you're, you're you in somebody's that. face. Yeah. You're in somebody's <laughs> face. Like, I used to love AAU circus just for that reason. You're right. And like, you know, you're just like with people who it's like personal, like, you, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're going by me, like it's personal to me, you're making me look bad. Like soccer, there's not that like, I'm yeah. gonna, like, you look stupid and embarrass you, you know? Yeah. Um, and so um, it's funny because like, I can tell who kind of like play other sports, like <laughs> when I'm playing and it's yeah. like um, in college, there was a couple other girls like where we would like talk shit to each other and yeah. like, um the this one girl she played lacrosse and like i guess they talk shit in lacrosse oh yeah they'd be talking, i don't know they'd be talking but um and so we would like go back and forth but like nobody else who kind of had that same like you everyone else like, looking at you a little crazy like what are they talking and we're and yeah and we're just like laughing like she was a <laughs> shit but it was just fun it's like a different like a different approach but yeah. i it helps me it's you know it's like yeah. part of my soccer game that i think a lot of people don't have in the states 
it could be other places too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Basketball, I love it. Love if I was taller, I don't know, I could have played basketball. <laughs> but so I got a quick question. Um, you know, you play forward and you speak about, you know, that all around athleticism by playing other sports. Did they ever try to convert you to a defender role? For soccer? Yeah. Well, I started out playing defense, like on my first team. And then I was like, we did a sweeper stopper. So I was sweeper. And then I was stopper. Then I was like a holding mid and I was attacking mid. And I didn't start playing forward until like seventh grade. Um, And so then I was playing forward and it was like unfamiliar for me, but then I got good. And then once I got up to the national team, then they tried to convert me to outside back. (laughs) And um, I was like, yeah, this is fine because I can defend and I can go forward. Um, So I'm fine with playing outside back. I feel like it's less pressure than playing forward. So um, I think defenders will be like, no, but like it totally is. Like you just have less pressure. Um, So I would play it again. Like if a coach is like, I want you to do it. I'll be like, okay, if I'm on the field, like I'll do it. See, that Um, might be, she might have a different story because she started out in the back and then worked her way forward. But like we had this theory, this black defender theory where like we've had, we've had a couple of um, guests on the show who played forward. Um, and have been converted to yeah, they always know, try and convert us yeah defense, they defense role so like when if it's like a color thing or if it's you know like what is well, it? well i so, think it's because we are fast and we're strong mm-hmm. and so they're like oh you have to play defense so it's like no but we're also technical we also can yeah. score goals we also can do that um so it's just yeah i don't know i think yeah. a lot of times coaches will pigeonhole black pigeonhole black players and a lot of time that comes because oh they're fast let's put an outside back um and not up front where you need more technical ability or like in the midfield where you need more technical ability whatever but um i'd be fine like i would play center back honestly i think it's fun to be like mean and like a bully on the field (laughs) um and you can do more of that yeah you can do more of that from defense than from up front but yeah no, that's a, that's a great uh, insight because usually it's, you know, you move further away as you get older, but you move closer to goal. And then obviously the it's a, it's a unique dynamic because the opportunity to play for the national team, you want it, you don't take it for granted. But then at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like we've had, I'm a big conspiracy theorist. So we talk about our theories around it. It's like maybe they don't want, you know, a young, you know, black woman as the face of the, of the squad mm-hmm. you know, playing forward. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try mm-hmm. to get anyone in trouble, but that's something that we've definitely oh, had yeah. some conversations about. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. So you've, so let's, let's go to college real quick. So you've won a national championship at Stanford. Mm-hmm. You played mm-hmm. with Katarina Macario. Um, mm-hmm. And then you later transferred over to Wake Forest uh, for grad school. So which yep. league, in your opinion, is the toughest, has the toughest competition? Oh, this is going to make people angry. Um, Pac-12 versus ACC. Yeah. Um, this is hotly debated. I think the top is equal. Like any day you could have a Pac-12, Natty Champ, Stanford, or you can do ACC, you know, like Florida State, what do you know? Um, but I think the bottom, definitely the ACC throughout is better than the Pac-12. Um, like for instance, Wake, we didn't make the ACC tournament. So we weren't in the top 10, but we went to the Sweet 16. It's just because the ACC is that tough where like, mm-hmm. and and we only play 
10 out of the 14 teams. So if you get all the tough teams, like we're having ranked games every week in the pack in the ACC or in the Pac-12, you don't. Um, and so then when it gets to tournament time, you're like, oh, we've played the best teams already. We're ready. And then you boom, win, win, win. So, um, yeah, we were like top 32 in the country, but 11 in the ACC. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, ACC is. I'm a UCLA person, so I'm like, I'm torn that you said that, but (laughs) fair enough. UCLA? Come on. Come on. (laughs) UCLA got a squad. Not with the men's side right now, but the women's side always got players. They'll have a couple. They'll have a couple. Not like Stanford. Not like Stanford. <laughs> Repping your school. So who do you rep more? You said uh, Wake or Stanford? Since you both. 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 Okay. Both. So yeah, if you both. Had, like if they play if they played each other in like the tournament, who you you Ooh. like a half split jersey or what? Ooh, I'll have like one underneath. Who's ever winning? <laughs> um, no, I mean I'd probably go Wake because of the underdog. Just like Stanford has won so many, I just be like underdog Wake, but like I cheer on both. Like I have you know, attachments to both schools. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, one question I wanted to ask, you know, you talked about, you know, that, 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 that dog mentality, mm-hmm. obviously through playing multiple sports. How do you think if someone isn't playing multiple sports, cause we can't, you know, force the youth. How do you think we could bring that into soccer? Like that, that mentality, that, yeah. that little bit of spice into the game. Yeah. Well, if you're not getting it at practice, then you got to create that space. So like pick up, I do pick up yeah. all the time with like my guy friends, you know? And so then we, we make it competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's more about pride or you can put something on the game. Like if, you know, butts up in the goal, like, you know, you put something on it. And so I would do pick up, I would train with the boys. So instead of playing high school soccer, I would um, go out and play with them. And so you learn how to be tough. You like, you know, um, how to be assertive because they're not going to pass you the ball. So, you know, things like that. Like I, for the boys, I remember like the first week they didn't pass me the ball. And then I got it one time and I like juke this kid and they're like, uh, and then after that, like, I'm like, give me the ball. They pass it to me. So, (laughs) you know, you gotta, you gotta put yourself in places that'll challenge you and if you're not getting that in like your normal team practice where everybody's like, okay. Like she scored again. Okay. You know, no, that makes sense. My sister used to play with the boys and she hated it. But my dad was like, Hey, you're going to have to do it. That's going to level you up. And they earned their respect. It's it's really funny. Um, I still, I still train with the boys in the off season. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It makes me better. Yeah. And uh, off season home base is New York for you. Seattle. Seattle. How's how's the pickup in Seattle? It's pretty good. Yeah, we got a little squad. We got a little squad. Um, Soccer's big over there, so um, there's a lot of people who play. Okay. Where would you Mm -hmm. rank it nationally? We always ask, like, we got people from the DMV. They rep it as like, we had uh, Darius Barnes last week from North Carolina. He's like top. He said top one or top three in the nation. Where would you rank? Where would you rank Seattle as like a a base for talent, both men's and women's? Um, well, I mean, the MLS, Seattle Sounders, like, 
Jordan oh, we Warren, don't count the professional. Okay, like, okay. you know, like they grew up in Seattle playing. And so the youth system is working. Like, so mm-hmm. we got good players. Um, we would do like state team tournaments. I don't know. Like we called OEP uh, yeah. back in the day. And Washington was always good. Like we were always up there. Um, like California, Washington um, were like the best in the West Coast. Okay. And um, so I would say it's top. For soccer okay she didn't say top five top three so she's probably saying like top eight you know <laughs> well I, come on so my in my youth we uh like before there was acnl we mm-hmm. had like far west regionals and all this stuff and the natty champs was in bla out of northern california and then the next year we beat them so like we were like we beat the champs so yeah, yeah good and and then I played with those girls at Stanford. It was really funny. Like um, a lot of us ended up playing together. It was like a, yeah. So we're good. Yeah. We're good. We have good. We have good times. Yeah. Okay. Rep your state. Rep your state. Shifting gears. Um, obviously, you do a lot of stuff off the field, which is great about you. Tell us about your involvement in ACE. Like, what is it, and how did you get motivated to get involved? So ACE, I did at college with Stanford, okay. um, and it was a program that helped athletes do civic engagement abroad because a lot of times athletes don't get a chance to go abroad uh, because of the demands of sports. So um, it was like the inaugural ACE program and I went to South Africa and um, was there for three weeks and it was a group of students from Stanford and Duke and we did a service project Um, over there. We did a couple different things and then coming back and like reflecting on the trip I was like I think we should do more and I think we need to like kind of change how some of the things are going and so then I worked with um like the head of ACE to like re kind of think about the program and um so did that for a little bit with them but they're still doing ACE I think they did like virtual ACE because people couldn't go abroad with the pandemic um so that's yeah, amazing. It was cool. Yeah. What city did you visit while you're out there? Um, just really around Cape Town. Um, and then we went to like Robin Island and saw mm. where Nelson Mandela was held. Mm. Um, and that was like really powerful. And we went around to the Cape, um, Cape Hope, um, and kind of just did some tourist things too while we were there and saw some. I had like an ostrich egg, ate some stuff. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, we're gonna nice. get to the food. We're gonna get to the food later, especially in <laughs> Scotland. Um, but yeah, that's one. South Africa is one of my, I guess I don't want to say bucket list spots, but definitely a spot I want to visit mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. And you also do work with uh, Voice and Sport. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, that yeah, Voice and Sport is a really great um, initiative. I'm a mentor. And so um, we do, they're revamping their structure, but there's still free mentorship, but there's also paid mentorship too. Um, And I really joined on for like the free part. So like helping Mm -hmm. girls, um, you know, no matter the level, continue playing sports because it's such a big um, way for girls to grow in their confidence and um, like leadership and like, you just learn so much about yourself um, and just helping girls, you know? Right now, they're doing a partnership with the Black Players Collective in the NWSL. So they are doing free mentorship for Black girls in the States. 
um, with them. So they're kind of partnering up, which is awesome. And um, they also have advocacy um, spaces, like um, also just resources on nutrition and um, like mental health. And like they try and cover every different realm of sport, um, which you don't get. Like I wish I had this growing up because you don't really, for me, I didn't experience um like the holistic view of performance until college yeah um and um wasn't exposed to it because i just didn't know um so girls from age 14 can get exposed to really high level stuff that can help a girls who want to be elite or girls who you know are just kind of like having fun that's amazing growing up you know playing youth sports at a high level um uh, were you like the only african-american woman you know um on my teams there were typically mixed girls um Mm -hmm. i was usually the only like um like full black woman Mm -hmm. um but my team was unique and we always joked and we called our team like the ford club like compared to some of the other clubs where it was more like elite um and affluent people and there would be like one person of color Mm -hmm. um so so we would like joke around so I never felt uncomfortable, but there weren't any black coaches. There weren't any female coaches in my club. It was just all That's white true. men. Um, and um, I think now, like they're changing, but it was very, you know, white male dominated. And so you're not, you're not going to have that level of connection. We're not yeah. going to have like that, um, you know, like, like deeper level um, of like someone who's been, you know, in your shoes has experienced what you've experienced can help guide you. Yeah. I see. Um, You've done a lot off the field. Like you mentioned ACE, you mentioned voice and sport, you received your master's in business. Uh, So what, like, what is your, your aspirations off the pitch, like career ambitions? I know we don't want to talk about, you know, your career ending because you know you still have a, a long career ahead of you but what what are your ideas of what you what you want to do after yeah I um want to go into law so I'm studying for the LSAT I'm taking it this Saturday actually oh um, so we, yeah yo thank yeah. you for taking the time shout out to um shout out to Kaya too she's taking her LSAT I think sometime this month so Oh, it's probably this weekend. We all take it at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I want to do that. I want to um, ultimately be a judge, I think. Um, really? Yeah. Um, but like you practice before and so I'll do something in like the public interest spectrum. Um, like no white collar. Like I want to help people like marginalized people, black people, brown people. Yeah. Um and like through sentencing, through reform, through decriminalization, um, all things that like judges can do. Um, and like, I think that can really affect people. No, that's, that's amazing. That's what was dope. like, what was the aha moment where he's like, I, I want to get into law? Um, well, I grew up like wanting to be a doctor, um, like everybody, I feel like. Um, then I got to college and I was like, mm, I don't know. Um, because my grandpa was a doctor and I like idolized him. Uh-huh. Um, but my mom actually went to law school and okay. business school, but she doesn't practice. 
So she was like, you know, you can get a law degree and like do other things. Yeah. Um, so I started taking history classes. I started taking classes I really enjoyed. And then um, I like took some classes in the law school. And I was like, I think I want to do this. So I studied history. And then, um, yeah, I had plans to go to law school. That's really commendable. A lot of reading, but a good thing yeah. about yeah. billable hours. That's what my dad said. <laughs> billable hours. You're always going to have billable hours. Oh, that's amazing. So best of luck on Saturday for sure. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Sure. That's amazing. So we, if we jump over to the speaking of law and um, like just racial equality, racial inequality and stuff like that, um, let's talk about the NWSL for a second. They've had some PR issues um, when it comes to racial inequality, like with their players and, you know, uh, you know, unequal treatment in stadiums and stuff like that with their players mm-hmm. and their families. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. you, were with yeah. the, you were with the OL Reign um, yeah. during the Challenge Cup and, mm-hmm. you know, you protested and stuff like that. What was your experience during during that tournament? And um, like, did you feel supported, you know, mm-hmm. protesting and stuff like that internally? Yeah, um, it was an interesting time. Um, and luckily, like we had a lot of black women on the team who were like down and supportive of each other first. Because if you are in a position where like you're the only black girl who like notices something, then it's it's a struggle to even do anything if you're the one person and other girls don't validate like your experience. So we had a lot of talks, like all the girls, and we were like, "This is what we want to do," or like, "What do we? What do you guys think?" And like, how? how what do we want to say? Because a lot of time the onus falls on the players to do something, mm-hmm. good and bad. But we had you know the initiative to make demands, and so for instance, or like, are the club needs to do more. Because, you know, everybody's protesting. The club is, like, putting out diversity statements. Like, we support the Black players, all this stuff. We're like, okay, so what are you guys going to do? And um, they committed to donating proceeds from, like, jersey sales to, um, like, Black Lives Matter organizations and, um, like, catering for Black-owned businesses and, like, little things like having mentorship and little girls um, that are Black um having like scholarships and so stuff like that which um is tangible which is what we wanted um and they were open to do you know what we wanted to do so we did like a um privilege walk as a team and then um they like filmed it and put it on social media and it was like from the players mm-hmm. um and so things like that and it was a cohesive unit um which is not the case across the board uh so it was um um it was an enjoyable experience like we weren't allowed to leave and like go out and physically protest because of covid yeah. um and we were in montana so <laughs> there wasn't like much protesting going on and then when we were in utah like we legit couldn't leave the hotel um but like we protested on the field you know we have platforms social media to protest and so it was um you know, a time for players to do what they felt was right. And um, I like it started a book club with the team and an article club. And so um, we'd read um, like papers or like sections of books and like have discourse on race because it's hard if you are a black person on a team that is really ignorant to what's going on um, because the, the, the chemistry, the team chemistry is huge. Like if, mm-hmm. you know, 
somebody saying, you know, that doesn't matter. Your lives don't matter. Like you're, you're probably not going to have a great experience on the team. And then, you know, it's not going to be, the soccer is probably not going to be as good. The performance is going to suffer if you have bad, you know, relationships. So, um, I think having a space where people can come talk and like have resources because a lot of the time, I think, um, ignorance and just like not knowing anything can perpetuate inequality and racism and implicit, you know, biases, right. That like affect individuals, like on an individual basis. Cause like, you know, we got to start somewhere. And if we can make this a place where everybody feels valued, it's great. And then if we can have some, you know, systemic changes, like with the club and like, um, doing stuff on like on an institutional level, great. Like there's different ways to kind of fight racism. No, you're right. Sure. How's that? How's it translated to playing in Europe? You know, as an African American woman, like has is there been like a different dynamic around, you know, this whole uh, situation yeah. in your experience? Yeah, it's it's weird out in Europe. It's really weird. Um, and I still haven't really figured it out. Um, it, yeah, like just in the U.S., it's so much like individual um, mm-hmm. where like the players have the initiative, whereas over there, it's kind of like top down. Um, so I'm like, how can the top be like fighting racism? I don't know when they perpetuate it to it, it's just very <laughs> it's very weird. Um, like you know, one before, you know, before the games, they'd be like, okay, we're all going to stand. And the next thing we're like, oh, we're all kneeling. Oh, we're all like, you know, yeah. and it's like 10 seconds before the game. I'm like, why? Like, what, 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 why do you guys do this? Yeah. Like, why are you standing? Why are you kneeling? People are like, oh, it's the right thing to do. I'm like, but what's the, like, do you have demands? Is there mm. um, like a purpose or is it just to show solidarity? Like that could be a purpose just to show unity but like you know and there was no dialogue around it i think people are like oh this is the thing to do we're gonna do it yeah, and like that's what i have a problem with like you know if, yeah. if it's just you know just doing it because it's everybody in else yeah. everybody else that's why some players in europe were like no i'm not gonna continue kneeling or you know like i'm gonna protest the protest because it's useless at this point yeah so i kind of got i kind of felt like it was redundant. I, I mean, at this point, it's like, it's not affecting any change. It's people, yeah. it's normal. You know, it's not, it's not a disruption. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I think a lot of leaders are going to transition to not kneeling and stuff. And I support that. If, if it's not doing anything, why? So I don't think yeah. the national team is kneeling anymore or something. I don't know. But um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. For me, it's about like, you know, goals or aims, like yeah, there's like something it. concrete, you know, and even yeah. just saying, um, we're going to showcase like cap is like, I want to use this to start a conversation to show that, you know, America is not treating black people right. And like, they're not living up to its ideals and black people are getting killed disproportionately. And I want to bring that to the forefront. Right. So he had a goal. Um, 
and it, it achieved its goal, like in his eyes. Um, mm-hmm. And so Celtic did a, um, well, like all the leagues in Europe were doing like a social media um, blackout. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, everybody like don't go on social media. And I was like, you know, like, why are you doing this? Like, I'm researching. And I'm like, like, you know, like, who is saying this? What? Why? Like, it was so last minute and all this stuff. And, um, like, people didn't have answers, really. Like, I saw the other girls, they're like, mm. like, they didn't really think about it. We're like, I want to yeah. think about things I'm going to do. And um, it made sense, like, because there's so much racism online. Um, we want to have a social media blackout because... Twitter and Facebook and all of these tech companies aren't really punishing people and they're not deterring people from saying racist things online when they can. Like, you know, you can, you know, block someone from making an account again, you know, by showing proof of ID, you know, like there's ways where they can limit the amount of racism, but they let it go. So if we all collectively, like, we're not going to use this, it pressures them to not let that go on their social media sites. So I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. We're boycotting. Like the, the point of this is to boycott. It, you know, for, it, you know, if it was like, oh, the point is just to say racism is bad. I'd be like, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you 100%. know. Yeah. So like on a on a on a lighter note, like how is life in Glasgow? Um, at the beginning it was a little rocky because everything was shut down. They're really mm-hmm. strict uh, when it comes to COVID. So like, um the restaurants weren't open. You couldn't travel outside of your County radius thing. Um, but they started to open up. And so, um, I got to explore a little bit and, um, the weather got nicer. So <laughs> give us, give us your best Scottish accent. Oh my God. Slang while you're out there. Yeah. Um, hiya. <laughs> go hiya. All right. All right. Okay. That's how they say like what's up. They're like, all right, all right. Um it's like, hey girls. Yeah, add extra syllables to everything. Girls. Um okay. yeah, it's it's interesting. Arms. That's how they say arms. Yeah. Word. Okay. And then yeah. traditional meal. I remember I, well, I don't know if I was in Scotland one time or it was like Northern Ireland. I was like, okay. yo, I'm gonna starve out here because they got the food no is a little bit different. Yeah. No seasoning. <laughs> Um, <laughs> your mom sent you some like Lowry's or something, or what? Was the, how, Johnny's, how you, Johnny's okay. on the West Coast. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, the food I struggled a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah. So you don't have like a favorite yeah. traditional? Um, meal? is there one that you can like tolerate? Like, all right, if I got to go somewhere, well, like, get this. one of my teammates sent me like a roast dinner. It was good. It was like chicken and roast vegetables and um. Uh, they had something Cornish pudding or I don't know something like that, and it was decent. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. I'm guessing you you lived on like a lot of McDonald's and fast. No, food. the McDonald's tastes different out there. It tastes different. Yeah, McDonald's tastes different in Europe. It tastes different. Like hmm. they don't put as much salt. On it. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the fries back, and they're like unsalted. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so like so everything's smaller the, the portions are so much smaller, smaller over there it's so crazy if someone, if someone comes to visit you like to catch a game you, you, there's no like spot you're taking them to obviously COVID kind of affected your tourist vibes but there's no like meal that you're like all right you need to have this 
Um, I mean, there's some places I'd be like, oh, I've been here and it's decent, like it's pretty good. Okay. But I wouldn't be like, you have to have this. No. Oh, fair enough. Okay. So talk yeah. to us about the rivalry. I mean, obviously, the oh Celtics, my Lakers, gosh. Yeah, is it like the same? Obviously, there's historical context around the rivalry. So it's not just like these two teams are in the same city. Yeah. There's some historical culture yeah. uh, ties. Um, how is it on the woman's side? Like that rivalry is still just as intense. Oh, it's huge. It's just as, yeah, it's huge. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah so you walk around, like if I walk around in my Celtic top, people are like, you know, go Celtic, like, you know, beat Rangers, or they'd be like, oh, we're Rangers fans. Uh, um, you know, off the field. And then after the game, because I scored against uh, Rangers and we won, we beat them. Yeah. And people like were like, that made my week. And like, I was getting so many compliments. It was crazy for weeks, you know. That's people amazing. still say things. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. It's huge. That's good. So you guys um, swept them this year, right? Did you beat them? Did we beat, beat them, them three times, three all times? three. Yeah. We beat them all three. Handle we swept business. them. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Uh, is there any other rivalry that you've played in that you can compare it to? Um, I mean, Stanford, I felt like we were rivals of everybody. Like Santa Clara <laughs> was our rival. Cal was our rival. UCLA was our rival. Mm-hmm. SC was our rival. Like we had so many rivals. <laughs> um, um, so it it's not the same because it wasn't like that one. I would yeah. say, yeah, that's All like right. unparalleled in my soccer experience. Does the team like give you guys like a historical context of like what the rivalry means, or is it just kind of like known once you get there? No, they didn't walk us through it. Um, mm-hmm which I was like, I would have liked to learn. But then I learned kind of just talking to people. And I'm like, yo, so what is this about? And so then I'd get some of the historical context that way. It's like some religious stuff too, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, the Catholics Catholics and Protestants, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazy. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. No joke. It is no joke out there. So what's it like, what's your game day routine? I know everyone has like their own uh game day routine like you like what do you listen to you got like a special playlist uh go to game day meal like away day essentials what's that look like on your end i'm like the worst person to ask this question i don't have like a set and stone routine um also the time of day changes everything like it's evening game we'll get up go on a walk might go in and do some more recovery kind of depends on what we have access to mm-hmm. um and then I'll try and eat a lot before the game, but nothing crazy. Like maybe some oatmeal in the morning or like some chicken and rice for lunch. I don't yeah. know. Um, do you eat like four hours before a game or do, do you like follow that protocol or do you like kind of like. Okay, four hours is excessive. Um, yeah. I'll do between two and a half and three hours. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm nice. not eating within two and a half hours. Okay. But if I eat too early, then I'm hungry. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Um, what about your playlist? Ask. What are you listening to, if anything, before a game? Um, well, the girls put on music. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so uh, I'm like, I don't. I like more. I like hype, but also calm too. Like I'm. I I I am already hyped enough. 
Mm. So I don't like the music. I don't want music that'll make me like over the top. Um, or like they're put on like club, like, mm, mm, like I'm like, this is too much. Like I can't, like this is too much. I'm like, I'm already like at that level. Um, so just like Drake or um, whatever, like I'll, I'll hip hop, I'll do hip hop, I'll do R and B, I'll do like some old stuff, like. It's kind of, I don't have like a set song or anything. Yeah, who's your favorite artist right now? Oof. Um, I've been so into my LSAT that I haven't even kept up really. Um, yeah. Um, I know I'm bad. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last song I downloaded was actually one of my homies put out some music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's seven good. is his, so I'll plug him seven. V-I-I. Yeah, he just put out some new music, so. Yeah, we're going to use that as an intro. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. How is it being an American? Like, are the, the are your teammates, like, do they, like, want you to, like, explain American culture to them? Like, <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, they, um, they're like, you sound so American. Like, okay, <laughs> it's funny. But they'll, they'll ask me, like, what do you think about Trump? And I'm like, oh Lord. Or they'll, um, you know, ask, like, we always debate, like, what do you call this? And I'm like, no, yeah. this is, you definitely call it this. I'm like, no, like, it will go back and forth. It's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's just, you just come to life. You bring so much of your own experiences that it's, yeah. it's fun. And where, I lived, there was me and American, Irish girls, Australian girls, British girls, Scottish girls. Mm-hmm. We all came and like all had our own um, different upbringing. So it was mm-hmm. a not some thought. It was cool. Perfect. Real quick, soccer related. Can you describe your favorite goal that you scored this far? Oh, the Rangers goal, 100%. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, was it like a, a breakaway? It was a game winner. Yeah. yeah. You haven't seen it? I thought you did your uh, research. No, that was yeah, L. I got to go that up. Yeah. Because um, it was in Celtic Park, which is sick. Um, that was the only game we got in Celtic Park. And um, they played Rangers before, but that was before the COVID restart. So, like, it was my first game against Rangers or in Celtic Park. Um and it's like huge. Like we have to win to be contenders for the top two, the top two of the Champions League. And um, and if we didn't win, we're not even contending for like the top of the league. So it's like a big, it's like a must win for us. And um, then I was like injured. I was in the starting lineup, and um, we're playing the game and zero zero, and they put me on, and. I think it was like a corner or something and we counted. I'm just like sprinting <laughs> and uh, like, you know, like saving the ball. And then Chloe like played me a through ball and like the goalie came out and I just like went around her, hit it in. So it was, nice. it was huge. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. That's dope. And then I'm going to uh, post that up um, on Twitter after we get off of here. Yeah. Post it. And <laughs> then, and then people were like doing, um, we're like, oh, put another video on top um, of another Celtic player who scored like an eerily similar goal. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, yeah. 
yeah, you got to check it out. Yeah. And then, so obviously it's, you've been grinding with the LSAT and stuff. Um, talk about some of the things like, like to do off the pitch. Yeah. Um, so studying is huge. Um, and just like getting involved in various like orgs, like I'm with Beast Voice and Sport and um, this um, organization called Coaches Cross Continents. I'm like trying to get involved with them and like do a project. Um, so we're still kind of figuring that out. How do you Something, make the time? Just, I don't watch TV. Like, don't ask me about shows. Um, okay. And then like trying to have my body together. So a lot of like recovery and modalities and like, you know, all that stretching. Um, yeah. Like rolling out. I go to practice early, do rehab, stay later, you know, like I spend yeah. so much time. Yeah. And then I got, I got one question. How, what, what made you come up with your Instagram name? Because it's like, it has something to do with your name, but it doesn't. Murder she wrote. So people call me Mur, like that's one of my nicknames. Oh, okay. And um so my Twitter's Mur the Blur. And when I made Instagram, like that was taken. Mm-hmm. And so um it's just like a playoff of Mur, like Murder She Wrote. So uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, any so advice? Oh uh, sorry, go ahead. I'll say I was gonna I was gonna ask that and um as far as you put it down here, I was gonna wait yeah. to to the end. Please stole your fire. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh, and then any advice would you have for someone trying to get into the game as a young, uh, you know, athlete? Play multiple sports? No. Um, <laughs> uh, I would just say, like, like, follow your passion. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not having fun, you're, you know, like, is it, is it really something you want to put all your time into? Because uh-huh. you want to be you know, at the top, if you want to be the best, you got to put in time and you got to do more than just the practice twice a week or three times a week. Um, you know, like you have goals, write those goals out, write out how you're going to achieve those goals specifically. Um, like I would set goals for myself. I'm going to go to practice 30 minutes early or 45 minutes early and get touches in before everybody else comes, you know, every day right um you know or i'm gonna spend 10 minutes juggling every day or i'm gonna i would just go through different things i'm gonna do push-ups before i go to bed every day because i need to get stronger or like you know stretch because i need to be more flexible because i keep getting injured or um what have you so whatever part of the game right goals and um it's on you like at the end of the day it's on you if you put everything in then it's, you know, you can be like, even if I didn't get it, I, you know, did as yeah. much as I could. I did as much as I possibly could to achieve my goal. Yeah, you're right. You got to put the work in. And it's, and it's not aimless work, too. You got to, like, like write these goals down to, know, like, know, track your progress and go from there. So appreciate you sharing that. You know, we have a lot of people that are looking to make it to that next level that listen to the show. Yeah, for sure. So... Let's go ahead and switch gears again. We're going to get into one of our favorite segments of the show, um, No Car, Yellow Car, Red Car. So this is a rapid-fire game where I'll read off some news topics, and you'll give your opinion on those topics using okay. the soccer soccer card system. So 
No card is, you know, I agree. I'm cool with it. Uh, yellow card is I can go either way. And red card is I disagree or I'm not cool with it. And kind of okay. give a little explanation of like why you gave that okay. um, that rating. Okay. So first up, Houston Texans running back Mark Ingram is buying a minority stake in DC United in a deal that values the club at $710 million, which is among the highest totals ever for an MLS franchise. He joins the ranks of James Harden, Russell Wilson, and Sierra, and um, Kevin Durant as black athletes with investments mm-hmm. in MLS franchises. So what yeah. card are we giving this investment by Mark? Can I give it a, can I give it a green card? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, great. No card. DC United needs the help too. So yeah, there you go. Great. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give it a yellow card. I mean, it's great to get more people involved, especially someone of Mark Ingram's like caliber and like popularity and involvement. But I just don't know where they got the 710 million valuation. Um, but on the same side, it's good if the valuations are higher. Um, it means the growth of the league is uh, attainable or foreseeable. But just from a money business standpoint, like. I'm like, where, where did they get that valuation? Uh, so I'm going to give it a yellow card. Okay. All right, so we're staying on the MLS topic here. Um, so MLS is in advanced planning stages for a third division league, which is intended to serve as a link between MLS Next Academies and first team rosters. So this league will launch in 2022 um, with over half of MLS clubs represented as, as well as a few independents. Um, the league will also be joining USL League One and NISA as the third division in the third division of the U.S. pyramid. Um, so what card are we giving MLS for this new league? Since it seemed like they're kind of infringing on some other territory there. Yeah, I'd probably say yellow. I'd probably say yellow um, because they do have those leagues. How well supported are they? From what I hear, it's been kind of dicey. Um, so, yeah, I would say probably yellow. Um um, but if you're I, if you're a guy coming up, you probably think it's great because it's more opportunity. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, for for me, I, I really want to know who like the few independent teams are going to be. Like, how would that work? Because if not, I would say yellow card. I just don't. It, it's just MLX next just moved up. You know, basically the reserve league all over again, where you're playing the same. Uh, yeah, it's always good to get those extra games, but for those young MLS players that are on the fringe, them playing like those independent clubs that are like, you know, excuse my French, like, yo, fuck these MLS guys. Like, I'm trying to showcase myself. Those young players need that, like those those type of games. So whether it's being a reserve league and or sorry, reserve team and playing as USL1 or NISA or uh, championship, I think that would be better for them. But at the same time, the more games, the better, the more opportunities, the better. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And I would say put some relegation in. Like, <laughs> oh, um, you got a pro rel supporter. Like, you talk about DC United. How many years have they been at the bottom and they're chilling mm-hmm. because they're not going to get demoted? You know, like, mm-hmm. put some on it. So mm-hmm. then they're incentivized to like do better and then those guys who are showcasing in the usl or you know whatever can have the chance to go up you know so those are my two cents hey 
Hey, all right, so we'll kind of stay on that topic a little bit more. Um, so USL has announced um, the return of the W League. So they're set to kick off in 2022. It's going to be a crazy year, 2022. We got new teams starting up. We got new leagues kicking off. Um, this league is, is expected to be a pre-professional league, so similar to um, USL League 2, and include and will include at least 30 teams by inaugural season. So what card are we giving this resurrected league? Wait, so this is for the men? This Wait, for women. No, women. For the what? USL. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you like? I, so, uh, you like the context, huh? Yeah. Give me some more context. Okay. So it's it's a it's a sort of sort of a development league for women. So it's 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 not a pro league. It's um kind of pro amateur like league. Yeah, league. in the states, W league in the states. Yeah. yeah so imagine like PDL for yeah. women. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I've never heard of the USL, but I played in the W league. Um, I played in there for the summer semi-pro um yeah they're so, bringing they're bringing so the bringing w league back, back it's, under, it's rebranded as under, okay. under USL. USL oh okay yeah. okay yeah. um i mean the summer you know semi-pro opportunities were really cool because you have high level games and you have girls all over from different schools like rose lavelle was on the sounders women when i was there one summer um so it's cool um However, they should just have a league where there it's a second division league underneath the NWSL. Like that's the need. I think the need is for another pro league because we have so much more talent than 10 teams, you know, 200 women. Like like in Scotland, there's two leagues at least, you know to you know pro leagues whatever so i think that's the need um do, do you think it's a situation of more teams or like a whole nother league separate well we need more teams and they're no. bringing in more teams we just have so much talent that's true. that um when you know there's only 10 teams a lot of women are just like okay i'm gonna pack it up i'm gonna go cor- to corporate who are really good players who can play pro um but they don't say they don't want to live in a different country or whatever um you know so i think we have enough talent for another pro league underneath um but if we only can add you know a couple teams a year at the time then that's better than nothing so what card are you giving it yellow yellow yeah uh i'm giving no card i think um I think USL is doing like a, they're planting the seed. I think they're going to make their own women's league at some point. This is just kind of like the start of it. Uh, but definitely to your sentiments, I definitely think like just start the league, you know? So uh, there has to be more investment. Everyone's talking about, yeah, we need to invest in women's sports. We need to invest, but all right, go do it. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's, that's why I'm going to give it no car for now, but Ask me in a month, it's gonna, it might change. I will ask you, I'll ask you in 2022. All right. <laughs> All right, last one. Um, so Sky Sports seems to be a big fan of Phil Foden's new hair color. I think it's like Cisco Platinum Blonde or whatever. Yeah. Um, but have been critical in the past of black players expressing their individual individualism through their hairstyles. So what card are we giving Sky? For the seemingly oh. double standard. Oh, red. Yeah. Um, yeah, bro. For sure. Yeah. 
yeah you can't have double standards yeah sky sports field is like their golden boy there's been uh there was a situation with man city like a player bought a house and they're like look at how this dude spends his money phil foden did the same thing they're like how phil foden took care of his mom so it's like all right then you got that they're always trying to get into like pogba and all these other players that are doing things whether it's their hair or off the field activities in a positive manner but they downplay it and then with this so yeah, I'm the one that sent this to L. I was like, yeah, we definitely gotta talk about this. Red card for sure. That's why it's good to have different platforms. Create your own media athletes. For sure. Two cent sports. <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's it for this week's um no car, yellow car, red card. Yeah. So uh Maria, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck on Saturday. How can people connect with you, support you, and whatever you got going on? Yeah, so it's Mariah um, at oh, Mur the Blur. Mur the Blur. Follow me on Instagram. I mean, that's my Twitter. Murder She Wrote on Instagram. Um, and um, yeah, check out the podcast. Um, and yeah, that's yeah, that's me. <laughs> no respect. Uh, any 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 plans on celebrating once you finish the LSAT or just low key? Oh, um, I haven't really thought that far out. Uh, I'll do something fun for sure. Like something fun. Um, my family is out here. Um, and like, I'll have a lot of friends I haven't seen in a while. So we're really going to like start living it up post Saturday morning. So Saturday evening, I'm going to do something (laughs) for sure. You'll be free for a while until time for (laughs) law school. That's a whole nother beast. We know. So yeah, that's our show for this week. Uh, Subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us get discovered. Follow us on all the socials at Two Cents FC. Check out our merch at Two Cents Sports.shop. It helps support the show. As you can see, L's rocking our long sleeve tee right now. And tweet us your comments on the show and any topics you want me or L to discuss. We're gonna have all Mariah's information in the show notes. Make sure you guys check it out. The only show on filtered thoughts and opinions on a weekly basis. Tap in. Hey.